buddy Justin Finn back again with me, Spartan Mag reporter also for Rivals, to talk about everything Michigan State basketball that's came together the last two weeks. Um, if you want to say something, Justin, before we get into it, can. Yeah, um, it's good to be back. Um, lots of stuff happened in the last two weeks, so we'll definitely have some good content to talk about. Absolutely. Um, and obviously, we, we know we got Chris today, guys, but to start it off, we're just going to start by the last two weeks, like how everything came together. Um, first, obviously, Imani Bates. You can get you can talk about it first, and then I'll add on after you. Yeah, so um, <clears throat> it was about Sunday. It was between Sunday night and Monday morning. It was like 2 a.m. Monday morning. And um, I was just about to go to sleep, and I, I go in Spartan Mag, and I see someone said that that there's going to be a top prospect on ESPN um, the next day at 1.40. And so then that's what got everyone thinking, okay, it's probably Imani Bates. Um, he's going to go ahead and he's going to, like, announce on Michigan – or he's going to announce his Michigan State commitment on ESPN. That, that was what the initial, like, thing that everyone thought was. But then – the more people thought about it, they're like, why would the best prospect in like say the last 10 years decide to announce his commitment on ESPN at 1:40 without any like promo or something. So people were going back and forth. It was like two o'clock and then they go into like 3am, 4am. Finally, like most people went to sleep and then like you wake up in the morning and you see like the rumors are just like even going like crazier. And some people are saying he's about to sign with clutch sports and LeBron and Rich Paul and those guys, and then just bypass college altogether and then, um, yes, yeah, so I guess we kept waiting and waiting. And then um, I know you you had some confirmation from someone that you talked to that, that, mm-hmm. that you said it was going to be good news for MSU. Mm-hmm. And then, um, yeah, so then basically we waited and then it was about 108. And then ESPN um, finally aired um, like, a, like a promo of Imani Bates on the screen before they cut to commercial saying number one um, prospects college choice that was the word um that the anchor used that commercial and then the next commercial break the anchor said decision after high school so going back to like the more vague wording because as everyone knows the decision was between basically michigan state and pro ball so hearing her say college decision basically kind of like gave us a lot of hope and then they kind of undid that but then yeah one 140 finally came and i think it was like 145 when he pulled, put on the michigan state hat but yeah, that that whole twenty four hours or so, actually less than that, probably like fifteen hours, is like unlike pretty much any other recruitment I've ever seen. And um, it was just a lot of like guessing, but like people knew enough, but they didn't know everything. And then eventually it came together, and we got probably the best high school prospect since Kevin Durant, if not LeBron James. And it's just crazy because, like you're saying, I mean, the people that aren't on the board, like I'm not on the board either, guys. I just have got lucky with people, but. Nobody knew a thing really the night before because I remember waking up and, you know, I see those things on Twitter, but half the time I'm like, you know, it, it you know, whatever. But then that, that, like I told, like Justin told you guys, and I remember telling Justin the morning, like, it's going to happen. <laughs> and he was like, text me, oh, no, what are you talking about? But yeah, I mean, it's, it just caught everyone by shock because it was out of nowhere. You know what I mean? And I remember like the kid called me, like you're saying, the guy that I, you know, told me was, he was like, you can't, you know, this is the biggest news that's happening. Um, saying like Tom Izzo didn't even know it was going to be a surprise to him. And I mean, whether you think that's true or not, that's, that's insane to me. Um, but like you, like you mentioned too, I wanted to get into that. Yeah. You said it was pro ball or Michigan state. And I agree with you on that. I'm so sick and tired of reading these G league BS because I don't care if they offer him 2 million. And I know, 
Well, well, when I say pro ball, I meant like G League because that's technically pro ball too. But, but I, yeah, but you can go ahead. But yeah, basically, it was between like, because if we know that if he gets the chance to go straight to the NBA, he's taking that for sure. Yes. But then the the question was if that doesn't happen, like if they don't get rid of the one and done rule by then, which is not looking likely right now, mm-hmm. that then what would he do if he would go to college or if he would go to the G League and like play for the shoe contract? Not really. The, the actual salary doesn't matter from the G League, but mm-hmm. it's the endorsements and stuff that he would get there that he wouldn't get at college if nil doesn't pass. But so yeah, I guess it basically just comes down to if nail passes or not, which is the name, image, and likeness um, bill that colleges or that NCAA is trying to push for, and some states are doing it on an accelerated route on their own. But um, actually, even if nail doesn't pass, there's still a I'd say like a fifty-fifty chance that he does um, still go to college. Because if you think about someone of like that popularity there's not really that many people you can compare to other than like maybe LeBron or maybe Zion. Yeah. Maybe Zion, even though he wasn't even the number one player in his class, but he kind of had that hype mm-hmm. um, with those kind of guys there. Yeah. They could immediately get their shoe deals from um, like playing in the G league. Like they can get their shoe deals like on an immediate, um, like on a more immediate path, like right away, as opposed to the one year in college. But you're not going to get that kind of overall branding and marketing that you do get from that one year in college, mm-hmm. especially at a place like Michigan state and Duke and like those other schools. But I think that in, in like a five-year window would get the player more money. Even if he didn't get any endorsements for that year in college, I think his overall like portfolio would um, benefit from going to college anyway. And um, there's a, um, a really good insider that posts on Spartan mag. I think he has his own podcast as well. Rod, he always brings up a good point that, the Bates family is smarter than to just look at the instant returns of going to the G League if there's no nil. It's going to be more of a five-year decision. And I think going to Michigan State, branding yourself for that year, even if there aren't any endorsements available, that still might be better off for the Bates family. So I guess it kind of just comes down to nil making it a lock, or if it doesn't happen, then we're looking at close to 50-50. But I still think that Bates suits up for MSU down the road. And that thing is like I don't even I don't know what's gonna happen about Michigan State and that stuff. I just, I mean, I know me and you agreed that you know if it's NBA or one and done. Excuse me, if they pass the one and done, he'll go straight to the league. And I also believe that you know like they should pass this name, image, and likeness. Like that should already be passed. They should be getting paid. But that's the thing with college is getting screwed, guys. Is if that rule is in place, I'll guarantee you, Jalen Green, none of these guys will be even comp- uh, contemplating going to the G League. The only reason they are is because of the money part. And like you're saying, the Bates family's, you know, the five-year plan, that I just can't see him going to the G League. I know, like, college doesn't pay players, and he's, you know, obviously going to get a lot of money from them. It just, I don't know. To me, it seems like the only way, you know, like, I agree if the NBA, like, I, like you said, the one, you know, straight out of high school, yeah, I agree he's going to do that. I just, I don't know. Something to me tells me – you know, I don't know that he's going to play in college. Um, yeah. And, and I, I kind of see what you're saying too. Like yeah. argue, like argument wise, like, I guess it, we can't say anything more than 50, 50, but just like knowing him and like thinking about like how much he wants to play for MSU. Mm-hmm. I think that kind of still tilts it a little more towards like 60, 40 that he plays at MSU, even without nil. Mm-hmm. Cause like this past year when I was on campus, I would almost see him like on campus more than like some of the people that are actually on the team right now. Like I would just see him there all the time, football games, basketball games, whatnot. 
the, he, he's just like fully ingrained in MSU culture. And, and I really think that unless that the one and done rule is like abolished and he gets to go play straight to the NBA, I, I would put my money on the fact that he steps on the court at the Breslin Center probably next year because who who goes to a prep school has enough credits to graduate that doesn't reclassify but if for some reason he doesn't reclassify i would say 2022 for sure at least so that's just my personal opinion not really any insider information but i just don't see how he doesn't suit up for michigan state and another thing no one's brought up is he's not eligible for the nba draft until 2023 so even if he doesn't reclassify i'm pretty sure he would still not be eligible that year right i'm pretty if i'm saying that right well the language is kind of unclear too in in terms of whether it's 18 and or sorry 19 and one year removed from college or or one year removed um i think if he if he doesn't reclassify you are correct that he no yeah he definitely would still have to do something for a year in between even if it doesn't reclassify Mm -hmm. The, the the thought process is whether or not the that additional year of him staying in high school will buy him or the NBA time to finally get the one and done rule out of out of there. Mm-hmm. So I guess that's the reason that people are hoping he reclassifies so that it doesn't give the NBA that additional year to get that work done and mm-hmm. get rid of the rule. So yeah, that's pretty much what it comes down to. And the last thing I was going to add is, so say he reclassifies, because I know people are going to ask this, if he does reclassify, then technically he could play two years at Michigan State. I don't know if that's going to happen, but just say he went one and done, what would he do that second year then? Because I don't think he'd go to the, the G League after that. I think I think one thing that's also easier for the NCAA to ch- or the NBA to change down the road is that and slash or. Like if somebody does play in the NBA for – I mean NCAA for, for a year and then um, they are technically one year removed from high school, mm-hmm. I think e- even if they're not already eligible for the NBA draft, I think that's something that's a minor tweak that they'll definitely be able to make, especially with someone like Amani Bates at the forefront. So I wouldn't put too much hope in that two years in, in college thing yet. Um, but I, technically, I guess by the language of the rule, that's something that's possible right now. Mm-hmm. Um, but that that's not something I'd get to put too much hope in right now. Yeah, I agree. I'm just saying, though, that's the yeah. people that don't know, like, technically he could do that, which is insane. Yeah. But, yeah, so next up, obviously, today, guys, Matt's Christie, five-star pick Michigan State. Um, he told, I don't know if it was Andy Katz or if it was a reporter that he told Tom Izzo two weeks ago, he was, you know, coming to Michigan state. Um, I know Justin's had, you know, me and him have been trying to, everyone's been trying to figure out the day he was going to come for a while, but I mean, last night we finally figured out it was going to be today. So you can talk a little bit about your situation and all that. (laughs) Yeah. So, so two weeks ago, I think it was two weeks ago, um, it was um, Ohio Spartan at um, Spartan Mag, who's one of the moderators. Yep. He, um, I think it was him. He said how Izzo's expecting good news here pretty soon. And that was about two weeks ago. And um, it was either, everyone thought it was either going to be maybe X coming back, but then everyone's like, no, probably not because it's too early in the process for that right now, especially with the combine that's yeah. impending here. So then people started wondering, because Bates, Bates was not something that people thought um, was a possibility for that, like, statement of good news. Exactly. So, yeah, so so basically it just left it to Christy, Akins, or one of the draft decisions. Mm-hmm. And Henry, Henry, he's pretty much leaning towards coming back now for the most part. So that's not something people would consider news. Mm-hmm. So that's what – so then everyone's like, okay, it has to be Christy or Akins. Yep. Then um, – 
and then I know we basically you heard at the same time that I did, but yeah, you from like a different source was that that Christy was looking towards making a commitment here pretty soon. Mm-hmm. And then I know that then I I took I took some of those rumblings to Spartan Mag and. And then there's especially this one insider um, that did some really good investigative uh, work there regarding the Christie um, situation. And, and he was able to confirm that it's definitely heading that way. And then I know I did um, some talking with Corey Evans, who's national um, rivals uh, basketball recruiting analyst. And he also did some checking. And then so by, I want to say, by the middle of last week, two, two days after Armani Bates committed, it was basically um, confirmed from like three different sources that that Max Christie was going to commit to Michigan State this week. So then the only question was what the day was going to be. And I know I know some people were saying Sunday, but then that one insider I mentioned from Spartan Mag that does a really good job. He um, was able to debunk that fairly quickly. Um, and then then the next assumption was Tuesday. Um, but then I know Eric Bossy, um, also from Rivals, was saying that it could be Wednesday or Thursday. So basically there was just a lot of different like smoke out there of what the day would be. And then um, finally this morning, um, that insider from Spartan Mag, and I know one of your sources too, were saying that it was going to be today. Yeah. And that, that it was pretty much, um, I, I like talked to Corey Evans again and I talked to like the Spartan Mag insider and it was pretty much evidence of one o'clock. Then the, then the um, mad rat hand was whether it would be on ESPN or Big Ten Network. <laughs> And it ended up, we ended up finding out around um, like 9 a.m. that it was going to be Big Ten Network. But then we couldn't really say anything about it because we didn't know if like the family wanted it to get out or not. Then I finally ended up tweeting it out once the cat, like once the, once it was kind of already out there. Then it turns out once the time finally came that technically, even though they were in talks with Big Ten Network to air the, um, the announcement, Fox Sports owns like Big Ten Network and like the rights of what to air. So Fox Sports, basically what they must have done is they must like snatch the rights and put it on their streaming platform instead. And they use Periscope to air it. So technically when I said Big Ten Network was going to be airing it, that was like, I guess, technically incorrect. Mm-hmm. But that that was basically like the process of like what we had to kind of go through and try to verify like the language there kind of tripped us up about Big Ten Network versus Big Ten Network having just the rights mm-hmm. and then giving them the box. But that's that's kind of how the last um, week unfolded with the with the whole Christie thing. Um, and, and today we got probably one of the best shooters that Izzo has recruited. I'm, I'm sure there's some people in the early 2000s that um, are rivaling there and I guess maybe even Bryn Forbes or like Gary Harris recently, but mm-hmm. there, there he is. We got him. Yeah, and I, I mean, someone used the comparison. I think it's dead on. Is Tyler Hero? That's exactly who he reminds me of too. Six six, exactly like Tyler. I think mm-hmm. like I think Max said he was one eighty or one eighty five today. Mm-hmm. Um, and the last point I was going to add on to Justin's thing about the whole process, I remember when I got off the phone with the guy with the Bates thing. He texted me that day and he's like, "Oh shoot, like, you know." I'm sorry, I forgot to tell you, but he was saying, like I was telling Justin that day, that Christie's like silently committed. But obviously, if I would have put it out there, it would have yeah. would have roasted me. But, yeah, yeah, that yeah. was basically when I when I started that, and I was saying how um, Izzo said that there was good news two weeks ago. Mm-hmm. That was basically, yeah, I was kind of confirming the fact that yeah, Christie did commit before Bates. Mm-hmm. Um, that's what that's what he told Izzo on the staff like yep. a while ago. 
and then um so so that's why that's why technically i think as i mean i think uh, even christy told um eric Fossey in his post-commitment interview today that he committed a few weeks ago mm-hmm. so that that definitely lines up lines up with that yeah because i know some people were were worrying like um if the Bates thing could have affected it but obviously that that you know theory dismisses that yeah unrelated mm-hmm. um you want to talk about Aikens next yeah, yeah. There's there's not really um much about um Aikens. On, like, there's not really um that many developments right now. I know there was some like smoke on Twitter a little bit today that that Aikens could be next just because of Christie, but there's nothing to substantiate that. Um, I know that he has um, um, like his AAU coaches are um kind of advising him, and there just just doesn't seem to be anything on the forefront right now. I I think that that's just kind of go- that's just kind of probably run its course um gonna take a while maybe a couple months here but i mean i think he's pretty much an msu i, I won't say lock but i'll say like strong lean I, I don't picture him going anywhere else but i also don't see him committing any anytime soon unless he just is like taken aback by this momentum and energy and really feels the need to commit like just because of that but i, I don't really see any real indications that that's gonna happen yeah, and like I was telling Justin today, um, I you know asked someone that I that personally does know Aikens. I just wanted to see what he told me, and um, like I told you earlier, he just said he you know Aikens told him you know he's not looking to commit anytime soon, like you just mentioned, and he's still a while to, um a bit away. And then I obviously asked him, and he said the guy said probably not summer. Then I just said maybe August, and he said no. So the you know, the two things I come up with is. Um, maybe he's waiting on other offers. You guys saw he got Florida the other day. Um, and then the other thing that worries me, and I know you might say no, but the same guy that told me this has been telling me for a while, if Max and Amani come, then it would not scare Jaden away, but he feels there wouldn't be enough you know, positions, or if that makes any sense. And I don't know how true that is, but that's why I guess Northwestern was mentioned, you know, to be kind of, not the front runner, but – biggest competition um i don't know what you would have to say Um, i would say that's kind of like not true at all because of the fact that um (laughs) if you were to assign positions even though basketball is pretty positionless these days you would assign akins the point guard position you would assign chris the shooting guard position and bates probably the power forward position and um brooks the small forward position so you should have no issue um positioning wise and playing time wise to get all of those guys in there um i know the scholarship mm-hmm. situation is kind of up in the air but but Izzo would not over recruit without having a plan um so i'm, I'm not going to speculate on who might be gone or what's going to happen but that that just doesn't seem like something that we should concern ourselves with because after coaching basketball for 2025 20, actually more if he kind of assistant coaching years that this is not going to be something that he that he messes up and then suddenly has too many people on a roster. That's just not something that we should be fearing right now. But yeah, but, but like position wise, I, I see room for all of them. Um, that's, that's really not a concern. And the last guy I wanted to talk about, I don't know how much you know about him, but I just, so many people have asked and that's Kareem Maine. Um, I know you had some stuff you were telling me last. Day. I don't know if you can say any of that on here about, you know, we'll, you know, know yeah. what I'm talking about. Um, but I mean, yeah. So let's let's get into that because someone actually was trying to argue with me today and say he was twenty twenty one. I'm like, no, he's not. You know, we're still going after him for twenty twenty. Um, yeah. So I guess for the fans that don't know, 
Freeman, obviously the Canadian prospect, he's still declared. Michigan State's still going after him for next year. If he just say he were to commit, Tillman wants to come back. Obviously, Langford said he's going to come back in Henry. That puts Michigan State with one scholarship over the limit. Um, have, what have you, I guess, heard or have to say? Um, yeah, so regarding at least the part about 2021, um, that's not going to be the case. Um, either either Kareem Mane is going to be um, going to college this year, right right now after the draft process, or he's going to just take his shots with the NBA. There's no other like G League select team that's um, in the conversation. There's no Australia or New Zealand pathway that's in the conversation. It's just going to be – he's either going to be a 2020 commit or he's going to be a 2020 draft um, prospect. And um, mm-hmm. in terms of making room, like I said, I don't want to speculate on any like specific <laughs> names and stuff, but, but if X comes back, that's the only way that we'll need to have um, room created. And if X yep. comes back, then I'm assuming the, the front court is where you're going to try to create that space. And not even to try to create that space, actually. I think it'll naturally, somebody's going to want to go somewhere and get playing time. So I know there's some speculation that, that one of the point guards might leave. Um, but no, I, I don't see that happening, especially not this year. Um, so I, I think mm-hmm. if we do find ourselves in a position to make room for Kareem Mane, um, it'll only be if X comes back, obviously. And then as a result, I think it'll be a front court guy that, that might want to look elsewhere if it even comes to mm-hmm. that. But like I said, the Kareem Mane thing, nobody really knows anything for certain right now. I know I, we at Spartan Mag have been hearing some stuff recently, but it's like pretty unconfirmed right now. So I don't want to speak on that, but there there's um, we're not going to get any total clarity until after like um, some more feedback comes back from after the combine. And then he'll really get to, I guess understand what the what the scouts think of him, and then once he has that feedback, um, there's, I guess then then that's when we'll know. But I, I guess I'll just yep. add, even though I can't really share everything that we got, but I, I would just say that there's no reason for coaches though to think we're out of it right now. Exactly, that's that's exactly what I've heard, and I've been not telling people, just trying to explain to them. And I know you won't drop any names, and I'm not going to either. All I'll say is, for the people that are saying, you know, oh, it's got to be Foster and all that, I'm just telling you guys, that isn't going to be the best option because you got to also remember he has a younger brother that's 2022 20, that I'm pretty sure Michigan State's going after. I'll just leave it at that. I, that. I actually, I actually but, don't know if he'll end up get Fletcher will get an MSU offer, but we'll see. But yeah, I, I just in general, like not even just for that, I agree that that's not really the, the kid that that you want going elsewhere right now. Um, the backcourt is going to be much thinner than the front court. But like I said, the decision is probably going to be made by the player. Not like we don't, we're not going to be doing any forcing people out type of stuff here at Michigan State. It's just going to be yeah. natural, and I don't think the front courts or the backcourts where it's going to come from. Exactly. Um, and you got anything else to add? I mean, we covered a lot of this. Um, not, not really. Not, not anything I can think of. Mm-hmm. I guess the only thing I missed that, I mean, not important, but for those asking, now Michigan State has a number four class, number four ranked class for 2021. Um, and not that people care, but if Michigan were to land Bufkin, they would move in front of State to number three. But well, that doesn't even matter if we get Bates and all that. But yeah, I, I yeah, think I, I think right now it's we have um, just Brooks and Christie committed, and they'll have three by then, um, I believe, mm-hmm. um, including this um, like three star that they got from Illinois. 
um, who like I think his coach called him like the next Larry Bird or I think a local journalist or something just because like they're from the same hometown or I don't know I just whatever but they um, yeah they they might have a higher ranked class for now um, just because of sheer numbers but I think what's really going to be interesting is to compare this class historically if Amani Bates um, reclassifies um, I know we can't really we don't really have data going back to like magic johnson days to see his exact prospect rating like 24 7 was around back then and, and like rivals mm-hmm. and, and all these guys but that's going to be a very interesting historical to take into account here mm-hmm. if that does happen that then we're if that happens we're definitely going to have the number one class in um the 2021 class if you reclassify at least based on like I don't see Kentucky landing one of their like or, like classes from like 2010 and like 11 and 12. And mm-hmm. Like Duke will get their two five stars and whatnot, but we're, like this is just going to be probably his highest ranked class if that reclassification does happen. And you got to remember if they add Aikens as well, yeah. that's only going to yeah, add. Yeah, that's in my assumption when I speak for for at least for right now. I, I don't see why he wouldn't be, but yeah, that I, I include all four when I make those bold claims about how we're going to have a top five <laughs> class. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and I guess that's all we got. Um, you can obviously, you know, if you want to give the fans a place to follow you, you can yeah, say you that. You can follow me here. Um, uh, you can follow me on Instagram or on Twitter. Um, just at Justin Finn. Um, no spaces or underscores or anything. And then I'll try to give as much information as I can without revealing too much. But yeah, definitely go ahead and give me a follow. 